0: the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Uh-huh. Edition on the Drive. Kip Ione here. My turn to go solo on Edition on the Drive segment. Remember, Edition on the Drive is a little offshoot of our regular Cross the Streams podcast with Kane Ione and I. Edition on the Drive is meant for those times when you know you're going right across town, where you're going to be stuck in traffic, and you don't have an hour and a half for a full episode like we usually do, but you might have ten to twelve minutes to listen to Kane and I go on about a singular subject that we can get in our our take or our rant uh, in that amount of time. So, Edition on the Drive. Today, I'm going to call it traveling observations. No, not travel calls uh, like basketball, my, my profession uh, as a coach, but traveling on the road in airports um, to different places. And just things I observed on a recent trip of mine, I went to Atlanta, Georgia uh, for an Institute NCA conference there. Great time, great trip, whole other podcast of things I learned on there. But the entire time I was on the trip, I was texting Kane uh, things I noticed. And I wanted to share those today. And some of them are my snarky opinions on things. Other of are maybe underappreciated or things we take for granted while we're traveling. Uh, Just all the things that popped into my head, mainly in the airport uh, while waiting for a flight or getting in line for food, those types of things. The best part is I texted Kane these things uh, probably about Depending on East Coast time, you know, sometimes early in the morning and then on West Coast time where Kane was at in Seattle, him and his wife Carrie have a newborn, my niece Ava, so I probably shouldn't have been texting him uh, these early morning thoughts. He probably did not appreciate, or at least Carrie and Ava didn't appreciate, especially newborns. All you parents out there know they're probably not the most ideal times for a buzz to go off from a stupid text message from Uncle Kip when they just got Ava to go to bed. But uh, without further ado, traveling observations, a traveling mindset uh, from Kip. Number one, and this, I'm sure many of you have seen this on planes, maybe even if you take charter buses with teammates back in the day for athletics, uh, maybe if you're a Greyhound bus loyalist still to this day. I want to know, what do people, especially larger men, think or assume the degrees cooler to square inch of clothing removed really is? There's no reason... For you to be in a tank top or a cutoff shirt on the plane. And uh, I'm I'm asking myself this because there was four different tank tops on my flight from Portland to Atlanta, and I just don't understand the mindset of getting out of bed and saying, you know what I'm gonna do is put everyone else in an awkward situation where my sweaty underpits as a larger man are on full display and full aroma available. I just I don't believe it's that hot in the airplane cabin. I know it's hot, I've been there, I've turned Turned on when you reach above on your seat and there's that little they claim is turn your air on and it's just pressing in or twisting a circle and you barely get a trickle of air I understand it can get a little hot but you and your tank top can't possibly be so cool and calmed temperature down wise that you don't have to wear a regular shirt for the sake of the rest of us. I know myself, I travel with deodorant and I perspirant in my travel bag so I can apply that before getting on the plane just for the thought process I am not going to be... Uh, I'm not going to let my hygiene go to waste before I get on the plane and make other people sit by me. So that was my first observation that I sent Kane's came, came way. Second one, more on a more positive note, but still an observation. I know all of us in general make fun of TSA a lot, right? Everybody's got a TSA joke or a TSA complaint that they wanded you or you were stuck in the metal detector or they pulled you to the side and why do they have these lines, etc., etc., etc. But really... Can you blame, can you imagine being a TSA agent and you're one of the people in charge of saying, everyone, please read the signs that we just posted before you got in this line. Everyone, please listen to what I'm saying out loud, audibly to your ears. Everyone, read the new digital sign we put up before you got too close to the ID checker. Read the signs, listen to my voice as I tell you. What it is you need to do to get through this security process quickly and then at least 25 times a day, Susie and Jim didn't hear or see any of the visual cues you told them to and then when you reminded them that they had to take their shoes off, they had the audacity to give you attitude. I want you to put yourself in Tommy TSA agent's shoes and imagine how often or how long it would take you to lose your mind on Bob when he didn't take his laptop out of his briefcase. When you told him, you showed him, you read it to him, and he ignored you anyway. And then imagine how often. How could you possibly keep a smiling, happy face on at 6 in the morning when you've already had five of those incidents happen in your first 30 minutes of work. So this is for anybody out there related to a TSA agent or a TSA agent. I saw and I feel your pain in what's happening. Number three, traveling observations from Kip Dishon on the Drive, offshoot Cross the streams podcast. I think an underrated interaction. On traveling, I Think back when you're in line at the airport, maybe it's baggage claim, maybe you're in line at the food court, maybe you're just in the security line and somebody, a fellow traveler is doing something ridiculous. A, f- a fellow traveler is having their idiot moment of the day and you happen to make eye contact with a different person, he or she, that is noticing the same ridiculous behavior that you are and there's just that moment of clarity and eye contact between the two of you when you can mentally, it's almost like to tel- Telepathy where you say to that person, oh, you see this jackass doing what he's doing too, don't you? And there's like a telepathic smile back like, yeah, I got, I caught this guy's act. That happened to me at least two or three times where someone else who an observer of humans like myself uh, a watcher of humanity we made eye contact while watching tank top guy or made eye contact while watching I'm dumbfounded that I gotta take my belt off we've been taking belts off since 2001 guy in security line we made eye contact and both of us were like oh you see what I'm seeing I think we should be friends I wish there was an instant app somebody out there created where I could friend somebody on Twitter when we made eye contact and realized that we have the same sense of humor and the same judgmental sense in watching other people while traveling. Great and vastly underrated experience while traveling. Fourth one, observations from Kip while traveling. If we're in the same waiting area, picture yourself and I sit down next to you. We're in the same waiting area for the same flight, then that flight leaves at 6 a.m., we're both there. It's not okay for you to start complaining to me about how early you got up without saying something to along the lines of, you know what I'm saying, or you're in the same boat as me because you happen to be here in the same waiting area for the same flight. I'd imagine you got up early like I did. So... For the person in the waiting area, for my flight to Atlanta, Georgia at 6 a.m., we sat down at 5 a.m., you did not get up. It was not a unique experience for you to get up early. I, too, had to rise sooner than I would like. So let's not start our day off with you putting yourself at a different pedestal than me. That's where you just throw in casually, you understand what I'm saying, you're in the same boat as me. That was my fourth observation. Final observation. This one's a little different. It's not positive. It's not negative. It's more a sense of wonder. Like straight on, I was in a line for security in Atlanta for about an hour and a half. And it's just a huge airport. I'm not even complaining that it was a long line. It's just a massive airport. Thousands of people trying to get somewhere. I was actually impressed how Atlanta handles that many people. What I want to talk about is I want to be there. Personally, just sit in the back with a notepad in the early morning when the staff meeting happens for the TSA and the Atlanta Airport Department of Security and just functionality operations, Atlanta operations. And they decide, how are we going to deploy the rope dividers that create the security lines? Because there has to be a science behind how, where, where why, how many of those rope dividers, you know what I'm talking about? Like you see them in different concert lines, you see them at carnivals, fairs, Uh, uh, movies where they deploy the lines and your kid's always the one messing with the pole and might break one of the lines. Sometimes it's chains, sometimes it's ropes. But how do they decide, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to make three vertical lines divided by these rope rope lines. Or tomorrow, we're going to go 15 rectangle rope line dividers and make them go zigzag horizontally. But there's got to be a method to the madness. Somewhere, somebody, you know, they call in and say, hey, you know, you got a call. You got a lot of congestion you gotta call steve jones he works down at uh he works at newark he's the best rope divider in the game but i i want to be there in the morning when they say hey looking at the flights we're going to deploy formation 76 for the security line north gate but on south security gate for gates a through g we want to use formation seven keep it simple keep it tight And I I really want to know, is there a test you take? Is there uh, there studying you have to do to where you get to decide if you make the, the, the security line move six times, it will go faster than if you make it move four. I mean, just think about it. Next time you're in those zigzag lines, somebody set those up. And they're probably different than the first time you were at that security gate three months before on your other flight. So there was a meeting where they either had a whiteboard, or they had a visual aid, or they just drew it on notepaper. But everyone in the meeting that gets you through security decided how the line was going to be set up. I want to be there. I want to see it. I want to read it. I want to talk to the people. That's it. Five traveling observations. Kip I own, Offshoot Across the Streams podcast. My newest edition on the drive. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can follow Cross the Streams podcast, Kip and Kane, I own. Moving on up in listeners, moving on up in shares, really enjoying what we're doing. uh, And hope you enjoyed this one. Enjoy the traffic you're in. Dishing on the drive.